0: WellnessCouch.com. streaming wellness into your lives.
1: Hi, Dr. Brett Hill here from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show. One lucky Wellness Couch member is going to receive a pair of the awesome Vivo Barefoot Ultras for summer, and it could be you. All you need to do is become a member for free by signing up at com.
0: Welcome to Careers Unplugged, the weekly show connecting you to secrets of career success. Careers Unplugged is hosted by Rich Sayer and Stu Hayes and proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program.
2: If you feel being happy, committed and passionate about your career is important, you're in the right place. My name's Rich Sayer and I'm here with the fabulous co-founder of Careers Unplugged, Make It Big Training and the Master of Me coaching program, Stuart Hayes. Mr. Hayes, how's your day? <laughs> Rich, it's, uh, it's been a fantastic
0: day and let me tell you, I'm absolutely pumped because we've got a great episode this evening. Tell me about it. Um, well, why don't I just introduce our guest. It's, it's my and our very special pleasure to introduce a stalwart of the Australian music scene, I'd have to say. Our guest today has been involved in the live music business in Australia for over 30 years. And in that time, he's worked as a band manager, a concert promoter, a record producer, he's a sound engineer, he's worked in a production company as an owner, a festival director, an event manager and even a radio presenter. That is a big rap. He currently manages artists such as Ross Wilson, Mondo Rock, Daddy Cool, Josh Owen and the Super Band. Mark Sidow, thanks for being on the show.
3: Wow, what a wrap.
2: It's a pleasure to be here, guys. You're been busy. <laughs> Mark, that, that, is a, that, that is a big, long list of jobs that uh, you've, you've had your shingle on. Let's go back to the beginning. What was your first ever job?
3: First ever job? First ever. Any, descri- That's any it. description would have been working in the shoe shop uh, in the local town where I grew up in Hamilton, and uh, that was, uh, you know, the after school job when you're 14, yeah. 15, and uh, putting, putting boxes away. And uh, both, I believe. Um, yeah, I can't even remember the name of the shoe store. It's, uh, it's ev- evaded me. I moved, I moved on to the local service station. That was a much, much cooler job uh, when I was like 17, 18 and, until, until I managed to open a, uh, a radiator of a, of a very hot car and, and uh, burn all the uh, skin off the inside of one of my, of my right arm. Ouch. So uh, that was the end of that job. <laughs> I wasn't going back there in a hurry.
2: And, and how did uh, you make the leap out of uh, uh, scolding yourself? Uh, into music, entertainment. What was the what was the initial leap, the trajectory, the moment?
3: Yeah, rock and roll. Well, I was. Uh, there's a, there's there's a couple of answers to that because there's some kind of crazy uh, coincidence thing happening. When I was at school, I was in the same class as uh, renowned 70s and 80s promoter Laurie Richards. And uh, he began promoting while he was actually at school in a country town in Hamilton. And he brought out people like Billy Thorpe and uh, the Wild Cherries on his fantastic bands I went and saw. And, but the first one that I went and saw that actually changed my life was Dandy Cool.
2: Oh, wow.
3: And I saw them in 1971 in the Hamilton Town Hall. And really, it was probably the first live band, if I was on Rockies right now, that'd be, I'd say it's my first concert, it was the first gig I went to. And who'd have thunk it, is, you know, 40-something years later, here I am, uh, working very closely with Ross, managing the band. So, um, But that, the, the uh, progression into the professional side of it didn't, uh, didn't happen straight away. I became, after a while, I was at uni in Melbourne, and I was a long-haired hippie with a combi van going to see local bands. And one of the guys in the, one of the bands rang me up one day and said, Oh, Mark, I, I believe you want to be our roadie. And <laughs> I said, I said, What's a roadie? <laughs> and, uh, that was nineteen seven 1970, February nineteen seventy eight, and here we are. Was, before,
2: uh, <laughs> b- before we go on, then I need to hear you just say two, two, twos. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, check one, two, yeah, two. that's it. I was thinking about that uh, in preparation for this. Actually, I think now well, thirty five years I've been working in the business. Um, only the first five or six was actually doing sound, but that's still what the majority of people around the Melbourne music scene remember me for, which is surprising. But no,
0: it's um, funny how that
3: happens. Yeah. It? it was the
0: well, haircut. Man, I can't get
2: away. It was the haircut, <laughs> wasn't it? It was the haircut. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. What would you put your personal
0: success in your career down to?
3: I, you know, never chose a career in the music business. It chose me because I'm totally passionate about it. I'm absolutely passionate about live music. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I was, at, I was at university. I was studying um, applied physics, believe it or not, at RMIT. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point I was um, uh, dropped out of that and uh, was working around. And I was very unfulfilled in my life until I started working with uh, with live music. And, and uh, after doing sound quite successfully for quite a few years, I fell into into management by working with a band, that uh, obviously needed a better man- management company. Yeah. And I uh, talked talk to them and said, hey, listen, guys, um, I think you should uh, need a better manager. I'll help you find one. Um, but, uh, Here's my so card. Was- nice <laughs>
2: nice uh, shoehorn there, Mark. There's a nice <laughs> little shoehorn. Uh, 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 Mark, uh, Mark I, I know myself because of the years as a performer myself and, and you know, in my career in, in the entertainment industry, that uh, it can be tough. And have there been times for you that you felt confused or lost or even down and out?
3: I've retired, hurt from the music business. <laughs> times, <laughs> nice as, description, as I would say uh, in in uh, cricket parlance. Um, yeah, that uh, that band I worked with in the eighties, the Dynamic Hypnotics, and and yep. I move. I actually moved to Sydney to do sound for them from Melbourne. And uh, after a couple of years, they started having quite a bit of success. And I I went to America on holidays and picked up their records in in, uh, LA and discovered that they'd been a hit on um, MTV in New York and people in America knew them. And came home and said to the band, do you guys know about this? They, they knew nothing about it. You know, they had no idea what was going on in their in their career. So, that, But that was the point. I said, hey, you need a better manager. Yeah. With no, really no intention of doing it myself. But I ended up uh, signing them to a record deal, producing their uh, their hit record, which was the uh, record of the year, APRA, APRA Song of the Year, 1985. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, spent a lot of time and effort uh, you know, le- learning the ropes of being a manager but, and um, moving from there on. Uh, but then in 1986, they, they sacked me and rocketed to obscurity. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's rat- called karma. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that, that's right, yeah. So uh, at that point, that was when I, uh, I found myself uh, at, at a very low ebb.
2: Um, so when you get a- that, 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 sh- that hit in the face with the shovel, mm. what did you do? How did you? How did you bounce back, or or, or even crawl back?
3: Yeah, it initially it took uh, took a bit of time. I was I was fortunate to actually be able to take take some time off because we'd been quite successful for a few years. So I, I wasn't in desperate need to go out and get a job the next day. So I actually. Um, uh, took a bit of a couple of months and did a bit of a world trip and went to the jazz fest in New Orleans and caught some great music and caught up with some friends in in uh, England and uh, and Europe came came back and uh, ended up going back to back to the roots and doing sound and uh, being a production uh, sound guy and production manager and uh, I was lucky to pick up a gig with uh, with Glenn Shorick.
2: So uh, have you ever had? someone either in your personal life or professional life give you a wake-up call like someone's tapped you on the shoulder and said mark i don't think you're doing the right thing here i think you're going the wrong direction
3: uh that would be the bank manager <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: universal answer uh, uh
3: when i uh, when i couldn't afford to keep promoting anymore right and uh, in the uh, in about uh 2000 2001 uh, when um yeah, I went to the bank for for yet another extension on the mortgage. Yep, and um, uh, there was uh, yeah. Not only uh, not only did he want to extend the overdraft, but uh, decided he'd uh, he'd uh, call in the loan as well. Mm. So it re- uh, so. it
2: really is gambling, as you mentioned earlier, that uh, the yeah. guy, the guys that I- in this town, the guys that are successful, they've got the ability to bankroll the risk. I guess. And, uh, that's right yeah and if you don't you're, you're playing with fire
3: <laughs> and and you uh, and also they uh, I've discovered later that they uh, amorti- amortize their uh, their risk they spread their spread their risk they get other mm. people in to put money in mm. which I never did I always use my own money mm. Um, mm. banks money so uh yeah that was a big that was a big wake up call. It was like you know, i uh, much as I was loving doing it uh, i couldn't I couldn't afford to do it anymore
0: mm. i mean a wake a wake up call like that uh, is a very grounding experience. I know personally I lost everything uh, in a failed business a few years back, which you know it was a very hard thing, but equally a very valuable thing for me. Um, has it changed the way that you work out your priorities and make decisions these days?
3: yeah absolutely it um uh you know, it was also also at a time when I had a young family um, and a mortgage. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd already always played the uh, played the game pretty pretty loose and free and casual, mm. but um, but through the nineties, you know, suddenly I had a family and a mortgage, and uh, and then the uh, the crushing realization that um, the bank manager could see what I couldn't see that the business wasn't actually making money, mm, yeah. and uh, and yeah, I totally totally reevaluated and. Um, uh, Step back into uh, what I'm doing now, which is ba- basically management, and uh, and it really works on a uh, you know ev- everything works on the spreadsheet. I, I work out every every cent that comes and goes. I know what I'm spending. I know what uh, what the artist makes, what he spends, um, and uh, yes, it's it's much more a much more business like uh, venture I'm running now than uh, than I ever ran when I was a promoter and just uh, just basically flying by the seat of my pants. You so know?
2: you know you talk about the um the successful promoters and hedging their risk and the, the fact that you weren't aware of that at the time and, and that it was the bank manager that really was seeing more than you. Uh, I mean, ha, have you ever had a mentor or a coach or someone to guide you or is it, you know, uh, I mean, I've always pined for one um, yeah, <laughs> you've it's, got it's, me, Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, now I have used you. Uh, you know, when, earlier in my career, I know myself. I, I, I was kind of you know blindly trying things and so on. Was there anyone that came along and said, "Look, you know, you could probably do it a little bit better. What about trying this?"
3: No, <laughs> yep. not really. Uh, that's one of the. that's one of those things, isn't it? That uh, if you're in the right place at the right time. Uh, but the uh, as as I became was as I was trying to move up the uh, the the ladder of uh, the playing the promoter game, uh, it was quite the opposite. I came across people who were determined to actually bankrupt me.
2: Right, um, pretty fiercely of, competitive, sort of uh...
3: very fiercely competitive. Um, uh, yet yet others um, yep. would I uh, had a very good relationship with where we would. Uh, we we stayed out of each other's uh, out of each other's territory, mm. and, uh, and give each other the room to uh, to move, and we we had a good relationship there. But but never never close enough to actually um, uh, yeah. So I'd, uh, I'd got got hold of a mentor by any stretch of the imagination, and and looking back at it now, it's exactly what I uh, could have done with.
2: Mm, so if we had the hot tub time machine just for the next few minutes, and we could whiz you back in time. What advice would you give a 20-year-old Mark Soto? Don't do it. (laughs) Really? Really? I think you've had a lot of fun. You know.
3: Well, that's that's the bottom line. I'm, uh, strangely enough, uh, yeah, you know how, yeah, how wonderful Facebook is. Um, a, a primary school friend of mine uh, remade my his acquaintance to me on Facebook recently, and I met up with him when I was in Darwin on the Time of My Life tour, and mm-hmm. we hadn't spoken to each other for over forty years, and um, and you know, that was the upshot. He's going, man, you've had such a fantastic life. And I'm going, yes, but you're the one with the uh, who's retired already and, and has the investment properties and <laughs> has all the other uh, accoutrements of, a, of quite a successful life even though, you know, in his eyes he hadn't been successful yeah. and I had.
0: Um, but when you're doing what like you love, why would you retire, Mark?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly right. That's exactly um, right. Time so, for a
0: change in direction from our end. Uh, it's time for what we like to call the Fast 10. Um, so basically what this means is we're going we're to bang out 10 questions, well potentially 10 questions, 10 questions subject to how much time we, we have uh, and what we'd like to ask you to do is to really just ask or answer them instinctively, really okay. wh- with whatever comes to your mind.
3: Sure.
2: All right. I'm going to get straight into it. Have you always wanted the career that you've had in entertainment or was there something else you wanted to do?
3: Uh, I was uh, – when I was at school, I wanted to be an architect. <laughs> so uh, so that's, the, that's the answer to that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, ever since I've been in music, this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And what about – what was – so your career goal at 20, was that what it was, to be an architect?
3: I'd already uh, lost that by that point. By by twenty, I was uh, I I was completely lost. You
0: had the combi and the long hair at that stage,
3: exactly. Yeah, and I discovered the uh, the alternative culture and um, (laughs) was uh, was uh, yeah completely uh, completely. Uh, starry-eyed about uh, what was out there that I'd missed out on growing up in a, in a you know isolated <laughs> country town, and suddenly I was in the big city. And uh, it was groovy, man. It, oh, man, it was all happening. Yes, it was.
2: <laughs> Mark, uh, right now in your career, you've got a bit going on. Uh, I know you're a very, very busy man. Would you say you are going from zero to hero, or hero to zero?
3: I'm on a plateau um and doing neither of those um i feel like this this the last 10 years of my career um working with ross has, has really been tangibly the most successful um overall less highs less lows but uh but uh much much more steady much more measured and um and certainly uh going well but not uh I wouldn't describe it as hero.
2: Mm. Actually, you, you've. Uh, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. You know, you talk about the you know, last ten years with Ross. Um, how how important is it actually in in the entertainment industry to hitch your wagon on the the right the right horse? You know that that you know really you talk about you know bands that you know the Dynamics, uh, you know Hypnotics. They, you know <laughs> they sacked you. They went went nowhere quick. Um, and now, on the countryside you know you 've had quite a bit of stability with uh, working with someone you know as as amazing as ross. How important is that to to just fall, do people just fall into it can you look for it
3: that 's such a hard question it's it 's so much a well, because it 's a creative industry it 's so much about synergy and that was the thing with uh with the hypnotics there was a synergy between not only myself but but the specific band members that were in the band at the time of the, of the most commercial success. And not only did, did um, they part ways with me, but they parted ways with several of the band members and the band fell apart. Mm. So um, yeah, it's a creative, it's a creative thing on, on every side, even the management levels, a creative role. And the synergy is critically important. It's not just about uh, anyone. It's never about any one person. Mm. It's about the, the whole, the way the whole thing works together.
2: Yeah, one of uh, Ross's big albums, Chemistry, hey?
3: If the chemistry is right. Yes, exactly. Look out for that. That's uh, 33 and a third years anniversary coming up next year. There you go.
0: (laughs) Mark, what would you say would be the darkest moment in your career?
3: Um. A form, well, yes, aforementioned, uh, basically being sacked by uh, by said band. Um, I was actually uh, I was actually sacked on another occasion, actually as well, and um, that was a, yet another turning point, and a more dramatic turning point. I was uh, when I was working with uh, with Glenn Shorrock. I actually didn't work for him. I worked for his backing band, okay. and uh, okay. and I was in. I, yes, it was a strange. Um, scenario right strange uh, employment scenario There, he employed the band who pr- basically provided everything for it for his uh, for the show and uh, and i didn't see eye to eye with that band's manager and um and we won't talk about that on on this program but uh, for fear for fear of libel but um uh the uh he yeah he sacked me from um uh for my role in that band as the as the sound guy when i'd gone back and eaten humble pie and become a sound guy again in the late 80s and that was a very low point for about two or three days and uh I'd, I'd had, i i'd had a great number of plans that that he uh completely kiboshed with um uh, i I'd, I'd had uh yeah a good a good deal of time planned out in front of me with uh with that show and uh, we had a tour going for three three months i started the next day and um and uh yeah we' basically finished one gig and uh, i said, oh, great uh, I'll see you in adelaide and he said uh, no you will not I said oh, aren't you coming and he said no, you're not going and uh yeah I had the car packed, and I was ready to drive <laughs> straight after the gig that night so um yeah that's uh, rather rather a uh uh unsubtle way to um to what, finish did, what did you learn so.
0: from that from that experience
3: um i uh, I learned a little bit about uh industrial relations because I actually got a payout from them in the end. <laughs> um Off to and, the arbitration. Uh, didn't have to do that. I just because uh, the band members are actually my friends, so um, they stood up, they stood up for me, and uh, yeah, I got a bit of a payout there. But uh, I, I fell on my feet. You know, it's one of those things. Um, I just, uh, uh, did, f- fell into promoting from there, no. uh, basically by so I just, had to, uh, I just had to find find something to do, and no. uh, went around. I was staying with some friends in Melbourne, and uh, yeah, a friend of theirs was. Uh, was a uh, yeah, uh would be promoter as well and um had the money and they uh put up the money for an act and i bought the show in sydney and away we went
2: sounds like more pushed in than fell in you know right it's really i mean, what i'm hearing is just rock and roll isn't it it's that real yeah it's it's not that's like any other career it's rock and roll and you got to sort of have thick skin if you're going to do it and uh that's right and and, uh, hold, and hold enjoy hold. and enjoy the grazes, you know yeah that's
1: right exactly <laughs> because there's going to be some
2: bumps. Would you say, on the contrary side of that, um, who would you say gave you your biggest break? You know, out of all the, you know, steps along this pretty amazing journey, who was the one that came along that you think that was a pretty good leg up, that was handy?
3: Oh, um, without doubt, Ross. Uh, This last 10 years, Ross Wilson, I I was um, uh, having closed my promoting business uh, in Sydney and having had to move back to Melbourne and mm. uh- after 20 years in Sydney, and uh, yeah, I was just hanging out at uh, at the Corner Hotel, of all places, of course, as you do, <laughs> yep. at, a, at, a, at an independent record label's Christmas party, and ran into Ross at, uh, at that gig, and he came up to me, and he said, Mark, what are you, what are you doing? And I go, oh, I'm just back in town, he goes, oh, yeah, but what are you doing? And I go, oh, no, I'm not working in the, in the business, and he goes, oh, man, I've been looking for a manager for two years, and I said, no, no, I don't do that anymore, <laughs> I'm over that, and uh, yeah, he dragged me back into the business, kicking and screaming, it's a bit like the mafia, isn't it? It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You
2: don't escape. you don't get to leave. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it was, like. it was like. You don't get to leave and uh, you're coming with me and I went, No, 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 but uh, he talked me around and now uh, it's been the best uh, the a, best um, ten years.
0: I had a business partner who used to have a saying that the good guys always win in the end and uh, you know, that sort of story I think is testimony to that.
3: You know. Well, you'd like to, would like to think so. It Must I, have felt you know. very nice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, it certainly, uh, it certainly was a great af- affirmation. You know, it was, uh, it was fantastic for so me. So, out
2: of all of the uh, the roles and that uh, fairly illustrious introduction, Stewie gave you, just highlights just how uh, how many aspects of the industry you've worked from. Pretty much all of them, other than uh, quite possibly uh, being on stage, being the lead singer yourself. Um,
3: that's, that's right. I've what, been everywhere except there.
2: Everywhere except there. Yeah. So, for you, what's been the highlight? What What gave you the biggest rush?
3: Oh, without doubt, the um, uh, the hit record back in the eighties. Uh, you know. Yep. Um, having having the top ten hit and um, living living the life. Uh, flying, uh, yeah, being on Countdown uh, regularly, and uh, or having the band on Countdown regularly, and uh, traveling around the country playing to huge crowds, and uh, uh, go, or going to America. Actually, at that point, going to America and uh, trying to sign a deal in America, and, um, flying around to uh, you know LA and New York, and um, going to the major the major labels. It was uh, as L- a, living like, the dream. <laughs> uh, absolutely, as a young kid. Well, I was twenty eight. I think at yeah, that point, that's
0: but, a young but, kid. Yep. And what about yeah, what right. about now, Mark? You know, what's your what's your career goal now, and, and what are you doing about it?
3: Right now, um, it's uh, continue Ross's uh, continue Ross's success, and we're um, we're always looking at, at avenues to um, really to expand his musical horizon, yet continue to uh, to well, it's the technical term is exploit the catalogue. <laughs> um, you know it's uh you know we we know where where the money is the money's in his hits from the uh, 70s and 80s yep. but of course he's a he, he's an artist and he needs to uh, he needs to create music so uh, as with all of the artists of his generation they are all still putting out putting out albums writing songs recording music and uh and finding ways of doing that that actually continues to um continues to keep it going parallel to uh, playing the hits and, uh, and playing to the old audience as well. Mm. And it's, it's quite a challenge and it's been an incredibly satisfying challenge because we've been able to do it. Ross put out an album a couple of years ago and the, the title track's been covered by Joe Cocker, for example, just this year. It's been, it was released over in Europe and uh, it's gone gold. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's great to think that uh, things can still come around, things no, still work. He's, yeah? a,
2: he's a monstrously talented songwriter mm. and uh, it, must, it must be a buzz actually just having your hands on the steering wheel with him on that journey. Um For our listeners, you know the highs, the lows, what's if you had to leave a gold nugget, you know one nugget of advice on uh, on this industry that you're in, what would it be?
3: you've got to follow your heart,'ve got to go with it, uh, do what you love doing it's, uh, life's, too, life's too short than to uh, sl- slave it away doing stuff you're not interested in or hate doing.
2: Mm. It's, the, it's a passion thing.
3: Passion, you've got to, yeah, go where your
2: passion takes you. Mm. And if you had your time again, you know, which none of us do, of course, but
1: if you... (laughs) Yeah, that's right. What's the secret? What's (laughs) the secret? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: But if you did, and you could have anyone's career, anyone, you know, you could be Angelina Jolie for all I care, whose career would you like to have anyone's?
3: I couldn't think of anyone that springs to mind. Uh, you know, I've I've got no regrets really for all the highs and lows. Um, I feel like I've done done what I wanted to do. I've been satisfied uh, creatively, and um, I could I can't think of anyone else that I think had had. Uh, uh, any Any more uh, successful career that i 'm envious of that i 'd like to, that i 'd rather be
2: that's uh, that 's the perfect answer <laughs> well really isn 't it i mean you know yeah. that, that you can look back well,
3: i 've also learned that you know you go crazy if you, um, if you 're constantly comparing yourself to others and wishing you were you know you were somewhere else you 've just got to it 's the buddhist thing you 've got to uh, totally totally take hold of uh, the current the present where you are now and this is mm. this is what it is you know mm. it's what it is
0: um, yeah and be uh, pragmatic about it and unfortunately yeah. we're, we're actually uh, we've run out of time um, and you, you've picked up you, you know you've talked about some amazing topics in this uh, in this short time together today um, and certainly a number of things that really resonate with me and I'm sure that people listening at home will really appreciate the insight you've given into what's been an incredible career um before we finish up though i just wanted to say from from richard and i thank you so much for coming on the show um you mentioned you mentioned a little um before we came on air um some of the things that are coming up for you in the short term is there anything you'd like to give a plug to right now
3: yeah, well, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the, uh, the career has taken a little bit of a twist at the moment because uh, as part of corporate world, uh, we know about this, there's been uh, quite often uh, combinations of, of artists put together in what's called a super group and, um, mm. or a super band. Mm. And uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Ross uh, asked me to get involved and, and see if I could help make the show better because he felt the show didn't, respect uh, didn't didn't uh, uh really uh didn't really um do justice to uh, to what was going on and um uh, uh did justice what was going on to in um uh with the, with the talent involved and um they, uh, I got involved and I started produ- basically producing the show, and uh, making sure that the right songs were sung by the right people, etc. And it's, that's that's in the end become a public show, which this year went out as the APO Time of My Life tour, yeah. and. Uh, and the uh, spin-offs from that have been enormous, and there's, mm. uh, there's shows going uh, going all over to festivals and to uh, corporate Fantastic. corporate uh, entities everywhere. It's been quite extraordinary, quite yeah. an extraordinary uh, turn of events over the last couple of years. Yeah, we've,
2: we've with my uh, work with the guys with Instinct Music as well, we've obviously done the super band many times over the years, and all of a sudden the thing's just uh, gone gangbusters, hasn't it?
3: That's that's right, yeah. But, uh, um, uh, even though I didn't, I wasn't uh, responsible for putting it up into the public arena. I, I feel my my uh, production of the show itself uh, is what's created the the saleable product in the uh, in the public arena that wasn't there before.
2: Yeah,
3: uh, which was uh, oh, as far as uh, as far as Ross's uh, take on it's concerned, anyway.
2: Yeah all right well that's about all we've got time for mark thanks so much for all of you at home in the car wherever you are thanks for joining us make sure you visit careersunplugged.com or facebook to leave your comments and of course give this episode a five-star rating on itunes do it for mark <laughs> this has been careers unplugged with rich and Stu. thanks so much guys thank you Mark. thank you thanks very much guys
0: Thanks. careers unplugged proudly sponsored by the master of me coaching program helping you succeed in life career and business.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show. How would a pair of Vivo Barefoot Ultras feel on your feet this summer? These guys are awesome and our good friends at Vivo are giving away one pair of their newest range to one lucky Wellness Couch member. Vivo Barefoot shoes feature a puncture resistant flexible, non-pitched sole and a wide toe box which allows the foot to move as nature intended. As close to being barefoot as possible. All you have to do to be in the running is become a Wellness Couch member by midnight Sunday December 22nd, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Membership is free and comes with a range of benefits. To become an official member of the Couch, go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and enter your name and email address. Merry Christmas from all of us here at The Wellness Couch and may it be filled with great health and good times with those you love.
2: This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com.